You're listening to The Travelers Podcast, a podcast for the over 30s who like to travel. We're your hosts, Leanne and Al Elliott, and we're a husband and wife team who've been full-time travelers since 2017. You can follow our adventures, see our honest reviews, and get links to everything mentioned in this podcast at travelers.com. Okay, and welcome to episode three of the Travelers podcast. I, my name is Al Elliott. And I'm Leanne Elliott. And as you probably know by now, we are a married couple who are traveling the world and have been since 2017. That's right. Right, okay, <laughs> so episode three, we are in, where are we in episode three, Leanne? We are in Santiago de Compostela. Lovely. So tell us a bit about Santiago. So Santiago is in Galicia, which is in northwestern Spain. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And of course, it's famous as being the end destination um, of the uh, Camino de Santiago, which is uh, St. James's, St. James's Church, uh, which is where apparently the, the remains of St. James are buried. Well, there we go. Quite a, quite a religious town, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a huge Catholic pilgrimage, isn't it? It leaves from France, and that's their end, their end point. Great. So what else do we know about Santiago? Santiago, it's, a, it's small. It's real small. It's got about 95,000 people in the, um, in the city itself. Um, and the metropolitan area is still only about 170,000, 180,000. So it's, it's pretty small for somewhere so unknown. It's taken three episodes for our dog to get involved. So if you can hear anything in the background, he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's knocking about the place, throwing his toys around the, uh, around the apartment. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so um, what was, this was our third stop. It was our third stop. Yep. And uh, what do we think of it? I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's definitely a, a standout destination for me um, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. What about you? Loved it. Um, as you'll probably notice by now, there is a theme with uh, food and drink, <laughs> and it's definitely a great place to go and eat and a great place to go and drink. Um, talking of which, have we talked about the language? Because that was a bit, bit of a bit of a realization for us, wasn't it? We, uh, yeah, we lived in Spain, so we were we can we can get around in Spanish. We can't, you know, we can't we can't solve world peace in Spanish, but we can we can hold our own. Uh, whereas we were out of our depth here with the Galician language, which um, did a bit of googling. It's an Indo-European language, uh, Western Ibero Romance branch. Um, so it's it's most closely aligned with Portuguese, um, but in terms of listening to it, it, it sounds sounds different. It does sound different. Very different, and uh, there are some words you recognise in Spanish, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty difficult, and certainly not something you can pick up in the weekend. You're there. No. Okay, so what else? There was something because Leanne is from Wales. Well, grew up in Wales. Yeah, Irish, Irish grandparents back. My mother is from Scotland, mm-hmm. and so we found something quite interesting when we first arrived, didn't we? Yeah. So when we uh, when we first arrived, remember we um, we unpacked in our little Airbnb, and we took our hound and we went to explore the local area, find the local. Basically, I think mm-hmm. was the, uh, the intention. Um, and as we sat down, the um, the music just sounded like Irish Celtic, Kaylee kind of music, didn't mm-hmm. it? It was weird. So we um, so we gave it a bit of a Google um, and found out that um, Galicia 
is the seventh Celtic nation. Um, so it's the seventh member of the Celtic League. Um, and you'll get three three bonus points, Al, if you can name the other six. Um, Ireland. Yeah. Scotland. Sure. Wales. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Cornwall. Right. Brittany and the Isle of Man. Isle of Man. I would have got Isle of Man, but not the other two. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, so this is the seventh then. Yeah, and I think you can really you can really see why I think in terms of the um, the landscape reminded us very much of Wales, Scotland, Ireland with the green hills and and the architecture really reminded me of places like um, like Edinburgh um, where the um, you kind of had the kind of the grey stone built mm. buildings and. Um, it felt like home, didn't it, I think? Yeah, if you've ever been to the borders of Scotland, any of those mm-hmm. towns yeah, in the yeah. borders of Scotland, it's very, very similar. And the reason it's green... <laughs> Sorry, that squeaky noise is, uh, is, our, is our dog Peanut playing with his, his squirrel toy. Peanut. No. So... <laughs> so the time of year we went was the 15th to the 22nd of September, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, the, although it's the, the climate around that time is usually between 12 and 23 degrees centigrade, it was actually a little bit colder when we went. Yeah. But the green hills is definitely, the, the green hills are there, and with green you get rain, and that's what we saw. Um, there was a lot of rain, a lot more rain than we've been used to in mm-hmm. southern Spain. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it's somewhere that even, in, even at the end of summer, you are probably going to get, take, you need to take your umbrella out yeah. when you went. Yeah, yeah. Talking of going out, so where did we go? Well, I think the thing about anywhere in northern Spain and Galicia, especially, um, is it's it's a proper foodie destination, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I know we've talked about food and wine a lot so far, and and I'm not going to lie, I probably will continue, but I think we we'll perhaps talk about a little bit more the last few episodes because of uh, mm-hmm. Portugal and Spain being such the yeah the world famous places for food that they are. Um, but the first place we went to is actually a really good place to start if you're. If you're you're new to northern Spanish food, which we were at the time, we're a bit yeah. more familiar with the southern, um, is is a food market in um, in the centre of Santiago, which is called Mercado de Abastos, um, and it was it was cool, wasn't it? It was amazing. So you've got it's kind of split up almost into three. So you've got an outdoor market where there's vegetables and um, just the fruit and the, the normal stuff you'll get in an outdoor market, um, and then. There's, there's these huge, great buildings, like halls. They remind me a little bit of a monastery. Um, and you walk through these big, long corridors. And either side, uh, in one of the, the halls, either side was uh, butchers and cheese and fish. And anything that needs, obviously, electricity to refrigerate was inside. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff there you could look at was just amazing. And the guys know their, the guys and girls know their stuff behind the counter. Mm-hmm. So if you tell them what you like, they'll give you the right cut of meat. So you could buy all your stuff there, and then there was this place that Leanne found that. Will you describe it, Leanne? It's a it's a brilliant idea, absolutely. And I, and I don't since seeing it, I'm not sure why more food markets don't don't do it. But it's basically just a really simple restaurant where you can take your wares, your meat or your fish mm. or vegetables, um, and for everything you give them, whether it's a steak or a or a bowl of peppers or some fish, uh, they'll charge you five euros to cook it for you. Um, so if you give them a steak and, and, a, and a bag of peppers, that's going to cost you 10 euros. Um, and we we tried to get in there. It was packed, absolutely packed. Um, and it it makes sense why, because these are some of the best ingredients you're going to get. You're going to get anywhere. I think if you like cooking, then this is a dream, dream day out for you, I think. Um, 
but yeah, so you, we we did actually buy a steak, uh, the Rubia Gallega, uh, which is a, a Galician blonde beef, um, which is what what is it? Is it what's what cut is it? I think it's most like porterhouse, right? Um, in that it's got a bone in it. I mean, in the southern Spain it's called chuleton, and it's got a bone in it and a big layer of fat around the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's it's um. It's air dried and hung for twenty eight days, I think, um, and it's just the richest, loveliest bit of meat. I'm sorry if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> richest, loveliest <laughs> bit of meat the, 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 um, that you're ever going to have. And we bought it. And we ended up taking it back. I think. Took um, it home, yeah. Yeah, and cooked it because we wanted this this restaurant to cook it, but they couldn't. Well, couldn't cooked, get it in. But we couldn't get it. Couldn't get in. So yeah, so that's definitely a place to go. I think yeah, I would have loved to have tried that. Um, but as we couldn't get in, we actually ended up going to um, to a really cool um, little like um, it's just like a little bar, isn't it? As you said, it's kind of long corridors and each other have kind of like pop up restaurants almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and this place that did um, these kind of pancakes, are they mm. pancakes? Well, we we went to a Malaysian restaurant once and they served us this. It was like a pancake cross between like an omelette and a pancake. And it was a very, very, th- and it was a very thinly rolled sort of pancake thing that was made of, I think, egg. Um, and I, I want to say they're Doda, Dora, Dola, D-O something A in Malaysian food. Mm. Um, but they, they, they'd got all this menu and they could put in their octopus, they could put prawn, they could put um, padron peppers, they could put all sorts. And so we ended up having a couple of dishes there, I think, at this restaurant, at this bar. Yeah, we definitely have the octopus one because Galicia is really famous for his octopus, isn't it? They um, they uh, they cook them in uh, like big steel barrels, and you can yeah, you can get some of the probably the best octopus you'll ever have on the side of the street. Um, so we tried that one, and the other one I think was like it was like a teriyaki kind of yes, thing. Yes, it was. Um, so it's quite fusion food as well. It's not mm. all just about the Galician um, Galician food, but that was great. And um, I think that market is a must if you're if you're into your food. Um, just simple things that we like the the cheese that that Al mentioned before, uh, the queso tortilla. Um, it's like a it's like a cone rounded cone shaped mm. cheese, really smoked. Um, and we got a few slices of that and and sat in in or sat next to one of those stood um, with the wine wine bars. It probably only did maybe eight to ten glasses yeah. by, or wines by the glass. Um, ordered a glass and opened our cheese and. It was great. It was fantastic. And you can ask them, uh, uh, English is widely spoken, so if you like a particular thing, you can ask them. But I would say because the because the tapas is, or the pinchos and the tapas are so cheap, these things are probably two or three euros. A glass of wine is usually 150 or two euros. Then just just try it because, you know, even if you, if you see... Even if you don't think you like octopus, which I know Leanne's not a no. massive fan, but just you've got to try it. Yeah. And I think they also did. There was a coffee place we stopped at, and they they made yeah. different types of coffee. And there was just these two lads behind this in this tiny little sort of, I suppose, stall. really a stall. And, yeah. Uh, made us a load of coffee. But it's all that thing, isn't it? Because there was another store maybe two down that sold cake. Yeah. So you'd go there, you'd buy a cake, and then you'd go and stand next to the coffee stall and and have your coffee and cake. It's all just very communal kind of. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 fun. It's good fun. It's great. So that was the market. On a separate day, I think we went tapas hunting or pincho hunting, mm-hmm, which um, is a must. Yes, definitely. Pinchos are a North uh, Spanish. I don't want to say dish because they're not dish. Pinchos are generally slices of bread with stuff on top, aren't they? 
Yeah, they're a bit like, is it, is it a Danish sandwich? Is, that, yeah. is it a Danish sandwich? Or yeah, sandwich? open sandwich. Yeah, like that, but just on a... But that's actually more um, more uh, um, a Basque thing, actually. So we'll probably talk about that a bit more in, a, in our next stop. Um, but they did have pinchos and other little tapas and lollipops. And yeah, they were great. So one of the, one of our favourite places was a place um, on the... Um, on the Rua de Franco. That's it, Rua de Franco. Mm, there's loads of places down that street, wasn't there? You there could was. probably just spend all afternoon walking down that one street. It was. And when, whenever we go out, we tend to try and go to three places for lunch. We don't have lunch in three places, obviously, but we just have a small <laughs> bit, a dish or a couple of dishes in one, and then move to the next, move to the next. And because in pretty much anywhere in Spain, lunch starts at about one thirty and finishes about 5 then uh, you, you're perfectly happy. It's, it's acceptable to go into a restaurant, order two little pinchos for like two euros each, two glasses of wine, and then pay up and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a thing to mention actually about Spain in general, but I think particularly in northern Spain and in Andalusia, you have to understand that lunch is an event. Like it's if you're, if you're one of those people that just eats for fuel, then you're probably not going to get on board with no. much of it. But it's an event, it's an activity, it's, what, it's how you spend your Sunday. Definitely. And then you go, then then the Spanish all go walking for about two hours after we walk it off yeah. and then go home, have a glass of wine yeah. and go to bed. So there was, um, there was two places that stand out to me when we were in, um, we were in Santiago. Is that one tapas bar where we sat at the bar. Um, it took us a while to get a seat and then we were right at the bar. Yes. It's a massive cabinet full of pinchos and tapas. And they looked amazing. And that, that was cool. Yeah, at Taberno do Bispo. Don't know what it means. I know Taberno probably means bar. Um, and uh, that was, again, on that street, the Rua de Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great place and again don't be put off because you might queue to get in um, and the fun is not to go and get a table to go and sit at the bar yeah um, and uh, it's, it's really good fun um, and then I think we finished up in there and then we walked out and my plan was to go a bit further up towards the cathedral but directly opposite there was a lovely looking bar mm-hmm. um, called do you remember what it was called? Um, no I think it was O Boteco Oh, it is the oh Alberino. Alberino. We haven't yeah. talked about Alberino yet. So one thing that you need to know about us is that we are red wine fans, huge red wine fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were in southern Spain, obviously that was brilliant because yeah. red wine was everywhere. We never really. It's not that we didn't like white wine; we just didn't find one we liked. Anyway, my dad is a wine journalist in the UK, and he introduced us to something called Alberino, mm-hmm. um, which is a white wine from the area, Galicia yep. area. Um, do we like it, Leanne? Oh, yeah. Do we? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Gateway drug, without a doubt. <laughs> the red, uh, the white wine world. Um, but no, it's it's brilliant. And we've actually had friends, haven't we, Texas since when they've been in Spain and have stumbled across Arborino. Um So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's worth trying. Was it um, Martin Kodash, I think, is the one that we had, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, so we went into Oboteco. And wherever you go, you'll get Martin, Martin Kodash, spelled C-O-D-A-X. Um, because of the uh, Glythian way of saying X. Um, and that is, it's just just start with that. And then from that point onwards, try other Alberinos. Uh, it's just such a lovely mm-hmm. um, full glass. It's almost like a glass of red, but it's white because it's just got loads of flavor. Yeah. And it's really, really um, rich and oily. I'm not, I'm not selling it here. Yeah, not like a Chardonnay <laughs> though. It's not no. heavy. It's um, just try it, just try it, really go good. and try it. So we left there and we went up towards the cathedral. And we was we were hunting cheese, I remember. I think we were, <laughs> as one does to finish lunch. So we popped into a bar. Um, 
do you, <laughs> we wrote this down because we still couldn't remember it. We wrote it down and we've no idea how to say it. Go on, you have a go, Leanne. Um, I, I can't see it written down. Bietho Enchebra. Sounds convincing. Say it again, but more confident. Bietho Enchebra. See, there you go. There Nailed go. it. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and this was a this was a great place up by the cathedral. You walked in. It was very quite oldy worldy. We sat in a tiny, couple of tiny little stools by the door, mm-hmm. and they just brought us cheese and smoked cured sausage, meats, yeah. cured meats, and um, and just the white and the red and and sherry as well as a big thing. We'll talk about sherry in another episode, but that was great. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a plate of padron peppers there. Oh yes, the padron pepper again, Galician specialty. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, a padron pepper is a bit like, um, looks like a fat green chilli pepper, I guess. Um, and yeah, legend has it that 100 will be as hot as a chilli, um, and the others just taste like a green pepper. Um, and the legend is true. <laughs> we had a couple <laughs> that they uh, took us by surprise. But um, but yeah, they're great there and must try as well. And it's pretty standard side dish as well, aren't they, with anything yeah. you get in Galicia. Just char-grilled little mini peppers and they're lovely. Mm. So if you're not quite as greedy as we are, where else should you go and look in Santiago? Or if you are as greedy as we are, and then after you've had a big lunch and want to walk it off. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a UNESCO heritage site, it's full of history, it's full of, it's, full of, uh, it's a very spiritual place. Um, you can't not go and see the cathedral. Um, although, do you remember she just got out of the shower when we were there? <laughs> Put the picture on Facebook. They were starting. To, well, you'll see. You'll see the picture in the show notes. But uh, we got to the cathedral, and they it looked like it had been covered because they were doing some work to the top. And so we joked that it just come out of the shower and still got its shower cap on. <laughs> I think it was probably funnier at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you have to go there, and then um, all that site where you you meet a bit further on, you get to Saint James's Church um, and the the square there, which is the final destination for the pilgrims that have done the. Uh, Camino de Santiago, so you see lots of people taking their boots off and 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 yeah, wiping the sweat from their brow and collapsing to the floor. And um, but it's a huge square and it's a very um, yeah, it's just, it feels like an important place, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It is. It's great. So, anything else to add to Santiago? Um, I think the only other thing to mention is that we actually stayed a little bit outside of Santiago. Um, in a place called Omeladoiro, which is about a 15-minute drive um, in. A nice little suburb, wasn't it? Mm. New build flat, great flat. One Probably one of the best, the best we've stayed in, actually. Um, that was cost about £450 for the seven nights. Um, and it was, um, great again, great for the dog. Being in the suburb of cities, a bit, um, it's a bit built up, isn't it? A, mm. bit, um, a bit small, but yeah, there's nice open parks, nice local walks, Um it was a good place, actually. I'd recommend that. It was. It was great. And lots of lovely little locals as well. Yeah. So, there you have it. That is episode three in Santiago de Compostela. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking... Where are we next time in episode four? Uh, we are in San Sebastián. Great. So, uh, you can see all the links and the photos um, and the places we went in the show notes, which is at travelers.com forward slash zero three. That's Travellers, which is Travellers with an H, travellers.com forward slash zero three. Um, and we'll see you next time in episode four. You've been listening to the Travellers podcast. Thanks for listening and head on over to travellers.com for all the show notes and links mentioned in the show. Thank you.